Hey everyone, this is George Kuros with the Innovators Mindset Podcast, and I'm really glad you could join me today. And I hope that these podcasts, I try to keep them short and to the point, can provide you some inspiration for the week ahead, for some of the things that you're doing, maybe something you can actually go back to and utilize for whatever you're doing at a certain time. Uh, we're actually starting to develop some ideas for podcasts, um, for podcast PD, that you could take some of these podcasts, have people listen to them on their own time and have something as a discussion space, you know, because, you know, if we ask people to watch videos, they kind of have to sit somewhere. Podcasts you do while you're working out, connecting. So something we're trying to do, uh, you know, as we move forward with, with this podcast to see if this can be effective in the way that we actually uh, do professional learning. And one of the things I'm going to talk about today is really thinking about the idea of leadership and leadership at all levels. And I think that if you look at leadership and you focus on what people should do and we try to create a template of what that looks like, it doesn't really work that well because we're all in different contexts. We're all in different positions. We know we, we serve different communities. And the reality of it is, is that we need to really think about what works best for the people we serve. And I think that instead of providing answers, what we need to do is understand, you know, think differently about these certain questions and what they actually mean. And when I'm talking about leadership, I understand I'm not talking about administrators. Some of you might have already checked out because you're saying, well, oh, this is for admin, this one, this is for our principal, this is for our superintendent, whatever. But the reality is that we need to look at leadership at all levels and how effective we are. And this is the easiest way when I discuss leadership on how we see leading in education and around the world. How do you have an impact to move someone else forward in a positive direction? And basically anyone, if you look at it that sense, we all have the ability to lead in different spaces. If we look at it in the more traditional sense of leadership being a position, then it's going to take forever to move our schools forward to you know create new opportunities for our kids but when we see leadership as something we all can do and i think the the other side of it too is that when we look at all people as having the ability to lead we have to understand that we all also need the ability to follow in different times so as a principal as someone who worked in central office in a quote unquote leadership position there were times where I knew I had to step back because someone came into a space where they had so much more expertise. And did I step out of the way and learn from them? Did I provide them opportunities to lead others? Or did I try to take that credit, take that opportunity to lead in something I didn't know as well? And I think that's when we look at leadership is not only the ability to lead, but the ability to follow and when it is imperative uh, in each time. And talking about this notion of following, I remember talking to one of my former superintendents and saying that I was ready to become a principal. And this is something I really wanted, something I'd worked hard for. And I remember her saying this to me, and it has always resonated with me, is that, George, you might be ready to lead, but what is more important? Are people ready to follow you? Have you become someone that when people are looking at what you're sharing, what you're hoping to inspire, that they want to actually be on board with it. And I think that has always res resonated with me is that a lot of people believe they are ready for a, a more traditional version of leadership and they might feel that, but if no one follows, then they might not be effective. 
So when we talk about these questions that I'm going to share today, this is based on a, a blog post I wrote, I think, in 2014. And I'm going to just share these five questions that I, I encourage people to ask their leaders and to think about them uh, from the people you serve and how you would answer them and maybe the people in positions of authority, for lack of a better term, and maybe there's something you could actually ask them. So I'm going to talk about these five questions. And the first one is, what are some ways that you can connect within your school community? When we look at leadership, we have to understand that it is based on relationships, why it is so important that we spend our time getting to know the people we serve, what their strengths are, who they are, and how we actually can develop them to you know, fulfill not only their potential, but go above and beyond that with their abilities and tap into them. And I think that's what effective leaders really do. And if you read any of Stephen Covey's stuff on the speed of trust, when we build trust with our communities, how do we actually uh, help them to be more effective? And one of the things that I would always say to people, and I give this advice all the time, if you're going into a new building, and I'm asked this all the time, what's the first thing you would change? And the first thing, I, the, I say the same thing every single time, I wouldn't change anything. What I would actually do, I would go into that space and I would go get to know everyone and know what their strengths are. And once I understand their strengths, then we can start looking at what are some of the shifts in direction that we might make. Because when people know they are valued, not when people are valued, because I think there's a difference there in the terminology, because we can easily say that we value people, but if people do not feel valued, there's a lost opportunity there. But when people know they're valued, they are much more likely to change and think different about some of the work that they're doing. But if we do not build those relationships and people don't know they're valued, you're gonna be fighting you know, to change anything all the time. And it's actually gonna take you a lot longer to do something really effective. So when you think about this question, what are some ways you connect with your school community? Think of it not only the relationships you build, but you know, face to face, but how do we be, uh, increase our visibility? How do we actually be in the spaces where we can see what our decisions are impacting with those people that we serve? Really simple idea. When I was a principal, when I was an administrator, I would, I'd have to do emails, some you know paperwork stuff, and I would just sit in a classroom for hours on end and see what was going on. And I would say this to people all the time. I'm not here to evaluate you. I'm here to evaluate the environment we put you, put you in to see if we can support you in any better way. And I think when we spend significant time in those spaces, it can really help to open up some doors for our people and we can really see what what we are doing as leadership to be effective to help serve them. And I say this to people all the time, that if you make decisions that impact classrooms, you have to be in the classrooms. That is so crucial to the work we do. So the next one, what are some areas of teaching and learning that you can lead in the school? When you think about this, when we talk about leadership, and you actually see a lot of this happening right now, we talk about relationships, and relationships are the core of what we do. I talk about that a ton in the in Innovate Inside the Box, but they're not everything that we do, and I think that's what we get lost, and you hear a lot of people speaking and um, you know sharing ideas, and they talk about relationships, but they don't necessarily talk about going beyond that, and since we do the work of a learning organization, you know, being in schools, we have to think about how do we actually teach in, you know, that we could actually still be effective in classrooms, that we can still do the work that we're asking of our teachers. 
And a really simple idea. Let's say that you're working with someone, a teacher, and you see that they have some incredible ability to do something. Could you not simply cover their class for an amount of time where they could go work with some other teachers? So you as the principal, vice principal, superintendent, actually cover their class and actually have them work with other teachers as opposed to being the person that absorbs the information from the expert and then shares it with someone else. And I know this seems like a really simple solution, but it shows that first of all, you have the credibility that you can still teach. But I think the other part of this too, and I think that's really valuable, is you're developing leadership. And we'll get more into that in a second because you're, you're creating spaces where you are having people in your organization go and lead, even though they're not in formal positions of leadership. And so the next idea, the next question is, what are you hoping teaching and learning looks like in your school and how do you communicate that vision? So a lot of times, and I've seen this, and I know that people listening to this in education have seen this, you'll see the, the PowerPoint with, you know, a hundred words on, you know, why schools should change delivered in a very ineffective manner. And I'm not saying that PowerPoint is bad. I think that we use it in a poor manner. But do we actually create spaces where we discuss what we our hopes for teaching and learning would look like, and then actually create those spaces for that type of learning with their professional learning? And one of the blog posts I've, I've written in the past, uh, eight things to look for in today's classroom. I encourage people to actually look at those things and think about, are these eight things present in your classroom? But I also talk to administrators and say, do these eight things, do you actually see them in your own professional learning? Are we modeling these things in our classrooms or that we want in our classrooms in our professional learning opportunities? So we can talk until we're blue in the face about you know what school should look like, how it should change, but if you don't change the learning experience for those that you serve, it is much harder to make happen because when they experience something, they go, oh, you know, now I understand this from the viewpoint of a learner, they're more likely to actually implement the change as a teacher. And so the next question is, how do you build leadership in your school? The effect, an effective leader isn't about developing more followers, they develop leaders. And I'll give you a really good example of this. I've talked about Kelly Wilkins a ton. She's had a huge impact on me. She's now retired, but she was my former principal, my former deputy superintendent. And what was really fascinating about her was uh, many people went to her school and they were really developed not only as teachers, but as they were put into leadership positions. And I thought that was really fascinating because she would find those things in the people that they were really effective at and she'd bring that out and she'd help you find opportunities to share those talents and gifts with you. And she would do this for me. She did this with so many other people. And when you look at this, when we see as leadership as something where we develop other people, and I think ego can get in the way that sometimes um, you see administrators might become threatened by someone who does really well or you know is an effective leader. But if you really think of it, you can still serve your ego by developing those people and having them go out and, and, and really leading schools in many different matters, no matter their position. Are you part of that journey or are you actually doing something in, in spite of that journey? Something I always think about. 
And the last question I'll get you to think about is what will be your fingerprints on this building after you leave? So in education, we tend to move from schools in our career. Some people, and awesome, they will stay with the school for 30 years, but it doesn't always happen. And I think that's, you know, more, less likely to happen than, you know, people moving. But when you were to leave, what are some of the things that people will maybe not remember you for? Because I think it's nice to have credit for some of the things that you've done, but what will you if you were to come back would you see that some of the things that you led are now commonplace in your schools that you were in or you know the districts that you're in the classrooms that you're in where this became a norm and this is something that when we build on leadership we can maybe get a new principal new superintendent and if they're really effective it doesn't mean they're going to stay forever and some people are very effective and they stay for a long time and that's not the point that I'm making here, but really they bring their own gifts to a school and do they actually build on what is already there, but also bring something new to the table? Or do sometimes they totally destroy everything that was built and then try to build something new only to have someone person uh, to do that, uh, to come in and do the exact same thing where there's no momentum, where there's no building. I think this is one of the things I hear from educators all the time is that every time someone comes in new, they have a totally different vision of what they would like to see in education. And then someone else comes along and then they have a totally new vision. And what was done before is just totally thrown in the garbage. And I think that if we're really effective, we have to appreciate what was done before us and build on that, but also have some of our own influence to help people move forward. It's not about forgetting one in spite of the other, but it's building on those things, those skills that become normal to the work that we do. And then actually creating that space where new ideas will come in there and then someone comes in after and then builds on after you. So I think that's when I was asked this question by my, one of my former superintendents, like what, what, how will I know you were here after you were gone was something that always stuck out to me. So I'll just quickly say those questions again. Uh, one is what are some ways that you connect with your school community? Two, what are some areas of teaching and learning that you can lead in the school? Three, what are you hoping teaching and learning looks like in your school and how do you communicate that vision? Four, how do you build leadership in your school? And five, what will be your fingerprints on this building after you leave? So my challenge for you this week, take any one of those questions and think about it. How would you answer that? And how would you actually model that? And you could actually take all five questions. Uh, you can go through and, and create your own answers. But I also think that many people li li listening to this podcast might be in a teaching position and want a more formal leadership position. And again, re referencing Kelly Wilkins, she told me that um, when I started applying for uh, formal leadership positions that create your resume based on the job you want, not the job you currently have. Because I think that if you look at these five questions, whatever your role is, and you can show that you're effectively doing them, even if you're not in a formal leadership position, you already have the tools to lead right now. You are that person that people will be ready to follow. So I hope you got something out of this. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I know everyone listening to this, if you're in education, you're extremely busy. And I'm glad that I was able to have a little bit of your time. 
So I hope it's effective. I'd love to hear your questions or thought. You can connect with me at, on Twitter or at Instagram at G Kuros. I hope you have an incredible week. Thank you for all you do. Take care. Just me, myself, and I.